أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الذي لا يبلغ مدحته القاعلون ولا يحصي نعمه العدون ولا يؤدي حقه المجتهدون الذي لا يدركه بعد الحمم ولا يناله غوص الفطن ثم الصلاه والسلام على اشرف الانبياء والمرسلين حبيب قلوبنا وطبيب نفوسنا والشفيع ذنوبنا سيدنا ومولانا ابي القاسم محمد اللهم صل على محمد وال محمد وعجل فرجهم واهل البيت الطيبين الطاهرين المعصومين المظلومين لا سيما بقيه الله في الارضين صاحب العص والزمان خليفه الرحمن امام الانس والجان ولعن الله وعداهم اجمعين الى يوم الدين اما بعد فقد قال الله وقوله الحق بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم شهر رمضان الذي انزل فيه القران هدى للناس وبينات من الهدى والفرقان صدق الله العلي العظيم اللهم صل على محمد وعلى محمد وعجل فرجهم The life and lessons of Nabi Sulaiman alayhi salam has been our ongoing topic tonight is lecture number 5 Now before I begin into our content today I have to address some uh housekeeping points Number 1 is my yawning Let's address that for a moment Let's take some time out of these very delicate talks and talk about my yawning that all of you for some reason now it really hurt me that you guys got a lot of pleasure out of the fact that yes yes i um sometimes i yawn during my speeches i do my best to block them you have no idea when i block them even today before my speech i did a lot of the e i o exercises to make sure that okay get it all out man just just don't yawn in front of the sydney community or any other community cuz these guys will not let it go <laughs> So you won't get a yawn from me. I won't give you that ammunition, I promise you. Okay? That's it. No, fool me once as they say. That's number 1. Number 2 is that I understand there's a contest going on uh in the New York community that I want to address and that is the naming of uh your center, okay? I believe if I read correctly, the deadline to submit uh, you know, um what you would like the new center to be called is April 27th I believe uh there'll be some voting happening I think on Eid day uh it will be announced I think it's a pretty cool idea uh it's the first time I've seen it like this honestly otherwise there's a you know there's people uh you know the who's who's and the powers that be kind of sit around the table and come up with the name but to give that back to the community I think is pretty cool so you know um I would take part in that if you can you know I, I mean I mean have you say this is your home uh you know you have every right now to uh you know to uh, to take part in, in in such contests and uh you know it's important that you know you and and you know these types of 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 small little things by the community i think they're excellent to make everyone feel like look you belong to this community okay we want you to be invested in this right so you know t- take part in this you know uh, uh this is uh your home and you should have every right to uh you know to 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 make sure that you name it properly now if i can give you uh my suggestions if i can put my name in the hat i would for example recommend that you name it the al asad 
Islamic Center or the Al Asadi Islamic or Al Asadu or something in that you know drive around around that you know just I find you know I, I think it's a very powerful powerful name and one, and one that I think that will really you know attract a lot of non-Muslims you know the Al Asadu Islamic it has a beautiful ring to it I think that you know forget the voting now just 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 announce it. Just announce it. I, I think the Al Asadi Islamic Center is a beautiful name, uh, you know, and I think that's great. So Asad, Asadi, Asadu, Asaduana, whatever you want to call it, just something along those lines. I think will be great. All right. Now back to our content. Last night, if you remember, now we we have moved on. Now, 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 Nabi Suleiman is the king of his uh, is a king of his uh, of his kingdom. Now his father has passed away at a very young age. Now he's given the kingdom, and the bunny are like uh, this kid, man. I don't know, man. Can he cut it? Can he not cut it? And Allah now begins to help him out, right? Gives him the knowledge of the birds now. And then this beautiful conversation that I left all of you with last night that actually is quoted in Bahar al-Anwar of Alama Majlisi Rahmatullah Alayh. And the reason why I want to spend tonight talking a little bit about this topic was for that reason. The fact that he included this in his hadith, in that collective book of 110 volumes, I think is important. It might be a romantic conversation. You might, it might be a, oh, that's cute moment. But in reality, there's something much deeper there. And I'll tell you why I want to stop the story of Nabi Suleiman here and, and talk a little bit about love. Uh, it's only because, I, you know, the amount of talks I've had with young couples especially about this topic of love, I just don't know if people understand that Islam has a whole concept of love. Okay. And because they don't think that Islam has a concept of love, they go and they borrow the concept of from Hollywood or Bollywood. And in the process now, they have this unrealistic version of love that they think should exist in their marriages. Okay? Um, you know, and, and you know, and you know, last night I kind of touched a little bit of, uh, uh, on that last night. Uh, in my in my in my in my couple session last night, hopefully you know I didn't ruffle any feathers or cause any problems. But you know, uh, just the idea of understanding what love is. Um, you know, I want to expand tonight in my half an hour now to look at this real concept of love. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala talks about love in Kuntum Allah. That for those who who wish to who wish to who claim to love me. Now, now the prophet. Now he's God is telling the prophet this um, to tell the people that if you claim to love God, fatabi'oni, follow me, yuhbibkum Allah. Right away from this verse, it tells us that love in Islam is a practical discussion. Okay, it's not just rose petals and unicorns. It is a practical discussion. There has to be some amali dimension attached to love, some practical dimension attached to love. Okay. There's a hadith that I want to share with all of you from the Prophet of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So I'll tell you, I was very moved by this story. And of course, at the end, when Nabi Sulaiman went, Nabi Sulaiman went home last night, uh, in the talk, you know, the, the, the talk that we had two nights ago, actually. Uh, no, it was last night, sorry. Was this idea that, um, you know, he went home and he cried. That, you know, almost as if he was crying for his own state, that I don't want an, another to be in a heart that's only exclusively for you. Okay. So it, it kind of demands our attention, guys. So let's kind of pause the topic of Nabi Sulaiman for a second and talk about love, if, if, if it's okay with you, all of you. 
and and you know you'll get used to that. There'll be subtopics that will be born from discussion of of, of Nabi Suleiman that I will pause, talk about, and go back to the story. I promise you, from tomorrow, we'll now you know we'll talk about the kingdom of Nabi Suleiman. Okay, and examine a verse in the Quran where he talks about the idea that yes, God give me a kingdom the like that this world has never seen before. How is that possible from a prophet? We'll talk about that tomorrow, inshallah. Tonight, however, and my, 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 my young couples, I hope you're listening. Oh, it, it's good for everybody, actually. The hadith says that in Allah Jamilu wa Yuhibbul Jamal, very carefully. Because the Urufa, the, 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 the mystics in Islam, have broken down this hadith to be um, in a very unique way. And I want to include that, okay, tonight, in, in tonight's talk. The, 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 the hadith says that surely Allah is beauty and He loves the beautiful. He is jameel wa yuhibbul jamal, okay? He Himself is beautiful. And he loves those that are beautiful. Now, from this line alone, the Urafa now has said that essentially what God is saying is, is that he loves himself. Okay? And I want you guys to understand this now. This might sound weird to all of you, but please follow me and don't jump to conclusions. I don't want my phone blowing up saying, you know, is God really a narcissist? Like, is he in love with himself? Understand what I'm saying. He himself is beauty and he loves those that are beautiful. So anything that is flawless in its beauty is the beloved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not only does he love the infallible beauty, he loves those that resemble his beauty as well. So one of the interpretations of this hadith is that not only does he love himself in the, in, in the sense that you know, he is that epitome of the perfect unlimited being, that metaphysical beauty that we all aspire to be, with a capital B now, not a small b, but he also loves those who resemble that beauty, who is the mythal of that beauty. Okay? Love. The word is love, right? Hub, hub, love. So there is an absolute discussion in Islam about love. You know, and the problem is that it's been, it's, you know, the word is so tainted for us that we think about, you know, I don't know, we think about playing peekaboo with a tree, for example. We think about running through, <laughs> running through tulip fields. We think about, you know, the mountains and the clouds. And, you know, that might be the imagery of love, but the deep down asl content, the root of love in Islam is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is God itself. I'll segue to the couples in a moment. But before that, let's try to understand now. What is Allah telling us? Why did the Prophet need to tell us this? Basically what he's saying is that, look, if you want to be beloved by Allah, in kuntum Allah, fattabi'uni yuhbibkum Allah. That second portion is very important. Loving Allah is one thing, being loved by Allah is a completely different ball game. It is. It is. I, I mean, it's easy to love God, but to be God's beloved, that's a whole different game altogether. And I think all of us, if I can speak on, on behalf of all of you, I think all, a, a lot of you want to be the beloved of Allah. We hear about, uh, you know, Imam Hussain, return back to your Lord in the state that you're razi with him, he is razi with you. That state is, 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 is you know, we aspire to be that. Imagine God being content with me. Imagine God being in love with me. How can I reach that status, Sayyid Asad? You know, this and that, this and that. And this hadith lays it out beautifully. 
resemble his beauty. Resemble his beauty. And by sheer nature of his love, he'll love you. He'll love you. A lot of people ask me how how you know how do I know that my worship is working? You know, we're you know, we're we're what we're about five days into the month of Ramadan now, we're approaching, you know, we're approaching a week now coming up soon, you know, the the, the fifth night at least. And, you know, it's like, okay, let's start to kind of like, you know, in a matter of a week now, we'll be close to the midway point of the month. The month will go by very quickly. And a lot of a lot of my young guys ask me, how do I know what I'm doing is working? How do I know that my worship is working, right? And and you can easily kind of tell a person, look, you know, you make sure you handle the uh, the obligation. Let Allah do the rest, right? We say we say in Urdu, you know, you do the farida, let him do the do the natija, right? Um, but that answer doesn't sit well with a lot of my young guys, and rightfully so, right? I want to know that what I'm doing is working. If I've gone gluten-free and dairy-free and sugar-free, that scale better drop, right? I mean, that's, that's my sign that things are working. My clothes are a little bit looser. Everything is a little bit better. In worship, it's no different. And rightfully so. We, 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 you know, we, there's got to be some benchmarks. Now, the ulama have done a lot of discussion on this topic. And ultimately, they go back to what is the purpose of worship, okay? And I talked about, you know, in the very first night now, which seems like, you know, <laughs> a lifetime ago, is the idea that worship is for us, of course. Right? When Allah says, I have not created the jinn or the men, except to worship me, or except for worship, that worship is for us, not for Allah. That, of course, makes sense to all of you. But the idea is that that worship should now begin to actualize our potential and begin now the process of us being a true khalifa and vicegerent of God. Okay? I'm not going to spend too much time on this. I want to get to the couple thing quickly. I'm already halfway through my speech, okay? So if we want to be the one that is included in Yuhibbul Jamal, if you want to be Jamal, not just be named Jamal, Jamal bhai, yeah, no, no, no. That's different. You're named Jamal, that's different. Let's be a Musamma, right? Not just an Ism. Let's actually be some, like me, like, like, like Asad is the king of the jungle, right? He's a fierce, you know, strong, brave individual. The world fears him, right? I mean, in that case, I'm a, you know, Masad, right? I mean, this is, you know... Anyways. Um, so the idea here is that we want to make sure that we do what? We get to the point of Jamal. How do we get to Jamal? We become a mythal like Allah. Is that shirk? No, it's not shirk. We become the ray of the sun to the sun. The perfection of the ray of the sun, of any ray of sun, is two things. The heat of that ray, the brightness of that ray. The hotter it is, the brighter it is, the more it resembles the asal essence of the sun. Okay? A cold, dark ray isn't a very effective ray of the sun, right? You're, like, you're, you're a pathetic ray of the sun, bro. Like, you have to be at least hot, man. You're, you're a ray of the sun. The sun's hot, right? So, you know, I understand Allah is laysa kimithlihi shay bilad tashbi without comparing him to a sun, of course, and doing shirk. We kind of have to adopt the same idea. That one of the ways that we should know, we could know that our worship is working, is when we begin to resemble God's attributes. What does that mean? You become godly? No. Wait a second. There are, there are attributes and there are uh, sifat of Allah that are broken down to categories, right? And if you've done any reading on theology, you know that you have sifat uh, you know, a fi'liya, sifat al 
those essential qualities of Allah and those that are action-based of Allah. Him being Rahim, him being Rahman, him being Razik, him being Ghafoor, all those are sifat fi'liya. Fi'l means action. He is doing those. There are those qualities that Allah is known by. There are those qualities that Allah does. So sometimes you are known by who you are and what you do. Allah is no different. Allah is known by His essence, who He is, and by His fi'il, what He does. Okay? The reason why the ulama have now categorized the, the, the sifat like this is so we can be able to look at those sifat fi'liyah and do our best to the tiniest degree to resemble that, that, that quality. So for example, we have, we have individuals uh, you know, who, are, um, who are not forgiven. There are people in our, in our families, in our, in our tight circles. If I wrong them, I have to jump through hoops to get their forgiveness. Beg them, I'm sorry, it was my bad, it's okay. Uh, you know, it take, give me some time. A week later, are we okay now? Are we good? I'm sorry again, it won't happen again. Are we good? Yeah, okay, uh, okay, fine, it's okay. Still nothing, go back, beg and beg and beg and beg. And honestly, sometimes the punishment doesn't fit the crime. Like, you know what, I, I'm okay with you being upset at me. I made a small mistake, right? And, and if you're going to sit there and like ghost me and like just like, that's okay. Freeze me out, that's okay. And God forbid we're like that, right? The problem is that while we are denying the forgiveness to others, we're sitting there saying, Allah, astaghfirullah, Rabbi, wa atubu ilayh. Right? The Amal al-Qadr, 70 times, 100 times, Allah, I beg for your forgiveness, beg for your forgiveness. Meanwhile, your spouse, your kids, your parents, your, your, your family, your first cousins, your third cousin, some uncle or auntie, some guy in, in, in the community says, look, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but we hold on to that grudge. And then we have the audacity to sit there and say, Allah, please forgive me. Right? We say, Allah, you are satar al-ayub. You hide my defects. No one knows what I do behind closed If they knew what I do, I do behind closed doors, they wouldn't say salam to me. Hadith Qudsi, Allah himself says, if my creation knew about you, what I know about you, not one would acknowledge your existence. Can you imagine? Allah, please, you know, maintain my izzat and respect amongst the people. We beg Allah for that. Meanwhile, we expose the faults of somebody else. We unveil their ugliness in front of everybody else. If we happen to come across, stumble across a mistake that they made, we make sure everybody knows it. Right? Now at the end of it, Allah is the best razik. Allah, please shower me. Someone's asking to borrow some money. We're like, no, I'm sorry, bro. I'm good. Right? That's what I mean. Worship begins to infiltrate inside of you when you begin to resemble the qualities you ask from God Himself. Understand that point very well. When you begin, or when I begin to resemble that God Himself, I become a mithil of Allah. I become a, a khalifa of Allah. I begin the process of the vicegerency of God, and then I become jamal in the eyes of Allah. So now, the one that will you hibbul jamal now includes someone like you, mashallah, or me, let's say if I work hard enough. That's love. Love is an action-based phenomenon inside of Islam. You take that, apply it to my couples today, right? The problem is this, okay? We've taken our version of love from Hollywood. And Hollywood shows these romantic comedies to be when the couple first meets, right? When that honeymoon phase is there. And honeymoon love... Because by the way, love has a lot of phases and faces to it. The most exciting and the most 
energetic love is the honeymoon love. That's the most passionate, okay? It's also the most temporary. The problem is that we think that's the only version of love. <clears throat> okay? And when that starts to fade, we think the marriage has failed. When in reality, love actually has different phases, and we have to embrace and adopt those different phases. Okay? Example I, I often give, I remember when my last son, I have, I, have, I have three kids, my last son started school. Okay? I'll never forget that day. Okay? I mean, we love our kids, but whew, that day was special. Um, all three of the kids now, we, we, dropped them to we, 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 we dropped them to school. I came home at 9 o'clock in the morning, opened, opened the house. It was dead silent. My wife was sitting there at the dinner table. There's a cup of, cup of tea there in front of me and a cup of tea there in front of her. Nice, like, you know, garam chai, you know, with the, with the, with the elaichi in there and, the, you know, the dud pati and ahai. Oh, I tell you, man, that chai, you have that. I'm sorry, I know you guys are fasting, but just that chai. You know, sometimes I can use that chai during, uh, during my lectures, right? Um, never, I'll never yawn in front of you guys ever again. Anyways, um, so we're sitting there at the dining table, 15 minutes, 9 o'clock in the morning, sipping our tea. Not one word. Not a single word of conversation. Just me and her, cup of tea, enjoying a moment. There was, there, there, there was an energy in the room, right? And that was the best moment of my day. You'll get to a point where that is also love, right? Has different symptoms, different phases. You simply have different versions of it. Love 5.2, love 15.8, love 21.6. But love has its versions. Embrace the love, adopt the love, okay? Part of the love that we have, because remember, Allah now says in Surah Rum, in the very, very famous wedding invitation verse, Surah Rum, verse number 21, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says what? وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ أَنْ خَلَكَ لَكُمْ مِنْ أَنفُسِكُمْ أَزْوَاجٌ لِتَسْكُنُوا إِلَيْهَا وَجَعَلَ بَيْنَكُمْ مَوَدَّةٌ وَرَحْمًا إِنَّ فِي ذَلَكَ لَآيَاتِ لِقَوْمِ يَتَفَكَّرُونَ Very famous verse, that from amongst his signs, he created for you and from you spouses, so you may attain serenity through them. And then Allah says, I placed between them mawaddah and uh, mercy. This loving mercy. Okay, Mercy makes sense. What's mawaddah? Very quickly in my next five minutes. Mawaddah in today's lingo is understanding the language of love of your spouse. Because mawadda is also used in the Quran when the, when the Prophet says, I want you to have mawadda tamfil qurba. For my family, I want you to have mawadda. Not muhabbat, mawadda. Now what is the difference? Mawadda is the amali portion of love. Love is easy, I'm sorry guys. You can say, I love you to your wife all day long. But if she needs you to be more present, involved, around, right? Fix up your life, for example. Help me with the kids. Help around the house, for example. It's a month of Ramadan. I also work. You can't expect it. Okay, what's for iftar today? It's like, you tell me what's for iftar today. Right? Um, so, you know, imagine now, you know, your spouse says to you, I need help around the house. Okay? Or I need you to be more involved in the kids. Or I'd like you to be more spiritual for, for, our, for our whole family. Okay? And you sit there and say, no problem. You know why? I love you. I love you. I love you. She's like, yeah, yeah, I know you love me. Right? Weeks go by, and not only is there no change, but you're actually regressing. You're declining. Right? And one day, you know, you say, look, I love you, and that triggers her. Look, you could take, take your words, 
go somewhere else. I don't want your words. The day that I the, the day that that I love you means anything is the day that what what happens when you step up and you actually help around the house and you and you and, and you and you're spiritual for your for, for your for your kids and you end up doing those things that she actually wants for you. Why? Because she's the one that's the object of your love. She's your beloved. She gets to dictate what her language of love is. If you want to my young couples out there, if you even to my older couples, if you want to sustain the love inside of your house. Know the language of love of your spouse. And the Prophet says, know the language of love of your imams as well. And God says, know my language of love as well. All of that goes around language. So many of my youth ask me, you know, said, I said, you know, what's his, what's his idea of praying five times a day? You know, Fajr Zahor. I said, you know, I meditate. I do hot yoga. I can do whatever I want. Why do I have to be that way? Why do I have to fast in the month of Ramadan the way he's asking me? From the Fajr, from the Adana Fajr till the Adana Maghrib. I do IF all year round. I'm 16, 8 guy. I do it twice, three times a week. You know, why can't I do that? Why does it have to be his way? I donate to this Muslim, donate to that center. I have to give homes as well. And that's where I tell them, you are worshipping him. He's the object of your worship. He is the worshipped, you're the worshipper. He's the ma'bud, you're the abd. He gets to dictate on his terms how he wants to be worshipped. You as the slave, as, as a servant, as the one now who's identified him to be worthy of worship, you simply abide by his rules. You claim to love your spouse. They're the object of your love. Find out what the language of love is. And speak that language. Imagine now a husband and a wife now. One knows fluent Chinese and one knows fluent uh, Russian. That's all they know. To be a fly on the wall, right? In that house. How much ishara can you do? Like how much can you, you know, I want, what, what are you saying? You want chai? No, no, I want, you know, what are you saying, right? They won't get very far because they speak different languages. So my sisters and my brothers, in this discussion on love, you know, that really triggered, it seemed, Nabi Suleiman, to go back and say, look, God, I just want to love you. Every aspect and avenue of love in your, in, 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 in your life right now, be it you and your spouse, you and your imam, you and your parents, you and yourself. Oh my God, if I had more time, I'd talk about self-love. Self-love is so important. We don't do enough of it. I don't know why we think that, you know, the more harder I am on myself, the more pious I am. Not the case at all. There are a lot of you who have not forgiven yourself for mistakes you've made 20 years ago, 15 years ago. You're riddled in regret. You're riddled in if only, if only, if only. And God's like, look, I've already forgiven you. You have to move on. All of those avenues of love have to go through God. You have to now find what you hibbul jamal inside of these various avenues of love. And forget this whole idea. Never have I seen a romantic comedy, I'm not a big fan of them, a, a romantic comedy that starts off with a couple in their 60s. Have you? No. It's all about how they meet and this and that and boy meets girl and girl meets boy and girl runs from boy and boy. That's all you hear. And that's what we think love is. And again, in the beginning, energetic, you know, it's, it's, it's passionate, it's great. It fizzles. It's bound to fizzle. That's when mawaddat and rahmah now come in. Will you maintain that love? Allah, Allah says, look, I've given you the seeds. I've given you all the tools. You have to now take that and grow it. I ask my young couples out there, learn from this version and this story of Nabi Suleiman. Understand what true love is. 
True love is filling the holes of each other. True love is elevating yourself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Understand that her journey is your journey, his journey is your journey. You know, after Imam Ali alayhi salatu wasalam married to the Fatima Zana salam alayha, Allahumma salli ala Muhammad wa ala Muhammad, and I'll end with this. The Prophet asked him, the Prophet asked Imam Ali, how, how did you find my daughter? Can you imagine that question? <laughs> imagine how difficult it must have been to answer for Imam Ali, that, you know, is everything okay? How's my daughter? Is she well? Of all the things that Amir al-Mu'mani could have said about Sayyidah Fatima, the one statement that I find to be, you know, and this is not a blasphemous word, so romantic, so loving, so endearing. He says, Ya Rasulullah, I found in your daughter Fatima the ultimate travel companion on the safar and journey towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Oh man, that's beautiful. That's love. If anyone, if I want anyone beside me as I travel towards Allah, it's Fatima. I see a lot of couples today, you know, they, 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 they travel in opposite paths. One is going towards this, one's going that one this way, one's going here, one's going here. There's no cohesion. There's no, there's no sort of harmonization. There's no tawheed. And tawheed is not la ilaha illallah. Tawheed is bringing all the aspects of your life into one path. That's essentially the harmonization of your love where now you love your spouse and that love should take you towards that love with a capital L. You love your parents and that, that love should take you to that love, right? That's what true love in Islam. It's an amali discussion. You can sit there and talk about the fact, oh, I can bring the dome of Suleiman to your feet if you want, like that bird did yesterday. You can talk about all that you want. What if she calls you out, bro? She says, okay, bring it. I'm waiting. You're stuck. Right? These types of, you know, these exaggerations don't fly in the, God, in the eyes of God. For now, for, 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 for you not to wake up before the sun rises and say, Subhana Rabbil Ala wa bihamdi, put your head on dirt and submit yourself and then claim, Allah, I love you. The belief is what you Allah, that you become the beloved of Allah. With that, with that love of God now, anything and everything is possible. Grief makes sense, pain makes sense, everything makes sense, a pandemic makes sense. So many things make sense when God makes sense to you. When God has infiltrated into your heart, at that moment then it makes complete and absolute sense. So my sisters and my brothers understand why was Nabi Suleiman so triggered when that female bird said, look, he doesn't love me. He has multiple people in his heart and I'm just one of them. I want that exclusive love. He went home and he cried. Allah, please help me to have only you in my heart. Even if I, even if I love others, that love ultimately brings me back to you. We ask you, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to accept this qaleel effort, inshallah, to understand the story of Nabi Sulaiman, to apply it in our life, and to be better individuals. We ask you, Allah, accept our amal, forgive our sins, and make us worthy of the arrival of the Imam, inshallah. We'll see you tomorrow night. Thank you very much. Wassalamu alaikum. ورحمة الله وبركاته.